Welcome, everyone, to Myth Story, the podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with permanent guest and co-creator, Cami. Cami, welcome back to your show. <laughs> Thank you, Bryant. Thanks for welcoming me. Absolutely. So, everyone, you know how it goes on the show. We pick a random topic or uh, myth, legend, historical event. We've been having some fantastic shows lately. Holy Grail was a lot of fun, and we've got something that's very closely related to that in The Holy Lance. Um, so, uh, as always, Cammy's going to give a story regarding that, and then I'm going to lead a discussion talking about the history uh, and some of the sources regarding The Holy Lance. Now, this is the one that you know pierced uh, that dude, Jesus Christ, uh, about 2,000 years ago. Right. 2023 years ago to be no it didn't happen when he was born what am i talking about about 2000 years ago <laughs> wouldn't that suck if you were born and just getting stabbed yeah so uh if you're joining us uh now we we appreciate you uh we we am happy to say there's a um a show that's very similar to ours but infinitely um popping off more right now called myth stories or it's a segment called With an mysteries S. yes Myth stories. Um, it's uh, Shane Todd, Irish comedian, who's doing it. If if you're one of his stragglers, you clicked here thinking he had another episode. He probably does. But welcome. <laughs> Please stick around and listen. So anyway, Cammy, uh, you've got a story about the Holy Lance. I do. And and the the Roman dude who held it named Longinus, apparently, evidently, allegedly. Hit us with that story. Sure. So I use the King James version of the Bible, John nineteen. And the Wikipedia article for the Holy Lands. And um, I also use the um, Britannia article for the Holy Lands as well. From that day, when Pilate took the king and set upon his head a crown of thorns, and on his body purple robes, there was born a holy relic. For the last wound of Christ was inflicted with the spear of a Roman soldier, Longinus. From the wound in his side spat blood and water, which bathed the object in all that is holy, and they carried off the body of the dead king, and the spear was carried off as well, into obscurity. The remarkable weapon was said to be housed with the others of the empire, until it disappeared. Though it was thought to be kept in Jerusalem, until Hadrian sacked the city, and the object was then lost, until Helena, mother of Constantine, sought to recover the relics of Jerusalem by excavation. And in the city's basilica, the lance was found, its body forming a cross. But then again, it was lost. Some say it turned up in St. Peter's Basilica under the Vatican. Some say Armenia holds the treasure, others Antioch, and of course Vienna. But the true spear and all of its parts may never be known to man again, lost in all its holiness to legend and fable. I don't know why the Romans would be like, we got to keep this um, in the first place, <laughs> yeah. though, at this time. Oh, but... um, I do know. Okay, so there is a story, and I don't think I read this recently. I think I just know this. But so um, Longinus supposedly had was blind in one eye or had something wrong with his eye. Yeah. And the blood got in it, and it cured his eye. And so he is the one that kept it. like, oh, no, I effed up. Oh, God, this guy yeah, is the and... Messiah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, <geez>. oh no. <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, part of, of the story. Like I said, I don't think I read that recently. I think sure. I just knew it. But... 
That's interesting. I didn't come across that, but I, I wasn't necessarily looking for that kind of evidence. Um, I, I want to know because you know I love mentioning the B word, Byzantium. Um, Constantine, the 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 founder of the Eastern Empire, essentially founder of Constantinople, Nova Roma. His mother, Helena. She, she was indeed someone who sought the relics. She is really kind of credited almost with being one of the first Christian pilgrims, too. She made the first pilgrimage to Jerusalem um, and made that a big deal. And she, uh, like, on the way there, um, <clears throat> she she helped, like, she kind of helped make a, a path to Jerusalem for everyday goers. You know, that would, of course, be incredibly important uh, for I mean, today, but for the next right. you know, few thousand years, that having that access was really important to the pilgrim routes and stuff like that, even when Muslim uh, armies took over and they would still uh, like make, you know, um, deals with Christian kingdoms to let the, the, the trades go because it was money and it was it was popular. So that was really cool. Um, and I have something to say, too, about I, I, the spear being in Antioch, because that's a funny story, and I, which I've kind of mentioned before in the past. But, yeah, it, it's cool. So I my brain kept like when you kept saying Longinus, um who you know allegedly was the name of the Roman? Uh, apparently, he might have been a centurion, which I'll I'll talk about. What's the difference in a minute? Because I didn't know this, but um, Longinus is like um, in a ton of like fantasy video games. Longinus is is like a spear. It's a weapon. Oh and, yeah, um, it is in a lot of yeah okay. right. And so Wait, I kept thinking that, of that. Is that like a thing? Hundred percent. Okay. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I guess you. You know. I'm sure that some games have like holy lance and stuff like that. But longinus is pretty cool because I mean it sounds cool and has the word long in it and it's a spear, so it makes sure. sense. It just sounds right. But yeah. So um, I kept like dis like when you'd say when you were like oh hey we're working on the longinus episode I'd be like what was that again oh yeah <laughs> that's the dude who held it so I just thought that was cool I'm I'm pretty sure like a Final Fantasy or something for sure did as well as a few other. Um, like Japanese role playing games, that sort of thing. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, that it, it, you know, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a subtle reference there. Sure. But um, yeah, the Holy Lance is kind of how it's uh, attributed to, and it, it's it's tough. You know, it, it's just kind of like the um, the Holy Grail, uh, which again, really fun to read about and see. It's like popularity, like boom. I mean, it's like it's a lot like Christianity. You know, Christianity um, took roots. Uh, in the early ADs, but didn't go big until, you know, like 400 AD when, when it was being adopted and went widespread and commercial. And, um, and that's when these, these sort of things would, would come out, these stories. Um, the oldest reference we have is the Gospel of uh, Nicodemus, um, which is the 3rd or 4th century AD. Um, this tells the story of Longinus. Uh, okay. And the lance is said to have miraculous powers. And in this story, it's eventually taken to Constantinople, which indeed uh, the Roman emperor, um, oh, I have to, I can't remember which Roman emperor it would have been. Um, it would have been in the 11th century, I believe, during uh, the Second or Third Crusade. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're mounting the Crusades. Uh, a lot of the, you know, the, the way to the east was through Constantinople. That was the land route. And so um, the, the, the emperor of the time, he did have all these uh, Western knights come through. This is, you know, hundreds of years after the, the the schism between the Catholic and Orthodox Church. West and East are really weird. All these Western knights come. They think the Greeks are weird. They, that's what they call them. They like it's a very it, it's it's an insult that the effeminate Greeks is kind of uh, the way they see them because of how it is um, compared to the Dark Age. You know, Western like you know Paris is like as big as it gets, but Constantinople trumps. Yeah, that. so in the Dark Ages, you're not covered in mud. You're effeminate. 
Exactly. Right. Okay. right. So they're they're seeing him, and he's literally, you know, he he the the emperor is using the crusades so that way he can stop the Muslim advance because his army sucks at this time. The you know Byzantine decline, like military, isn't that great, and he uses the Western knights and the idea of. Uh, like getting to Jerusalem and reclaiming it. But he also wants all, you know, he wants Antioch, he wants Acre, all these cities on the way Mm -hmm. to it to help get the empire back some of its taxable land and stuff. And, and, uh, so he, he, he doesn't, he can't like force these like crazy Norman and English knights under his heel, but he, he overwhelms them with like, I mean, exotic stuff. And he'll, he shows them, he's like, those are the Teano clippings of St. Peter. This is the Holy Lands. And they believe him. And it's really funny. So the siege of Antioch um, was a really intense siege. Uh, they were like starving the, the, you know, they've been eating their and drinking, they've been drinking their horse's blood to like survive in their own urine because of how like bad the supply chain was. Things were not going well they end up they they end up uh the crusaders take antioch um thanks to some norman mischievousness but um there is this uh i've talked about him before this crazy dude um saint bartholomew or no hold yeah. on let me find my um uh peter bartholomew not not saint sorry no um peter bartholomew siege of antioch in 1098 he so like things aren't going well people are so, deserting i think he's the one with the flayed skin and the painting in the vatican right maybe i don't know i he yeah the flight's gonna both arm he was a schmuck maybe um but angels were like or the demons were like i've seen that picture yeah yeah it's just it's just skin yeah it might be him he was he was a wacko guy he he, every time the the like the 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 siege was or um the crusades were going bad he'd be like guys listen thank goodness uh saint so-and-so came to me and said let's have pretty sure he is a saint if it's he might be dude um (laughs) But uh, he, uh, so he, during this, Peter Bartholomew um, had a vision in which St. Andrew told him that the Holy Lance was buried in the Church of St. Peter in Antioch. So yeah, they were, they were in Antioch. They were being besieged, I think is what it was. Um, And so they like dig, 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 dig. They like, they're like, let's fast for like two days and dig. And not that there was any food to eat anyway. Sure. But, um, and he finds like a rusty piece of metal and he's like this is it and not to mention like the the nobility because not everyone could of course go into the city but the nobility's like the emperor literally just showed me the holy lance as well as like you know saint mary's breast milk in a vial like i i and so like they're all like shutting up though because it's 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 morale is so low desertion is high but and they're able to get through it but so that's a fun story about the holy spear being in antioch and i kind of mentioned this before in one of our um Two Truths and a Lie that we did a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, um, it was really funny. So, yeah, uh, the Peter Bartholomew, there's no way he's a saint. I don't think there's anything. He Dude was, dude was <laughs> wacko nuts. I don't know nuts. if it's the same dude. There's we a lot of Pete's out up, there. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> anyway, I, I love, I, that's just one of my favorite stories. That that was one of the, the stories in um, Lars Brownworth's story, or who uh, he I read his book on Byzantium, right. uh, the Byzantine Empire, called Lost of the West. He did a book on the Crusades as well. Because there's so much overlap here. And uh, yeah, so In Distant Lands is what that book is called. Lars Brownworth. All of them are excellent reads. All of his books are just like perfect, especially for this timeline. But uh, so yeah, the Gospel of Nicobetus is the first thing that talked about uh, Longinus, the first reference to him, the first reference really to the story. We also have the history of the church by Eusebius of uh, Caesarea, 
the Pilgrim's Agaria's Diary. These are both in the 4th century AD. Again, so this rise is happening. All this is flourishing. The Chronicle of Pseudo-Jerome in the 6th century and the Book of the Holy Lance in the 12th century. So straight to the point with those guys right there. It looks like uh, Holy Roman Emperor Otto I claimed possession of the Holy uh, Lance, kept it in the uh, imperial treasury in Aachen, and kind of helped him bolster his claim. I think that um, Otto I, I can't remember what year he was. Well, let me see real fast, because I'm wondering what year that would have been for him to get in control of it. Um, 900. So honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he like bought it from the Byzantines at that point because they were probably bankrupt um, sure. <laughs> and and wouldn't have anything else to do. So, yeah, it's it's tough. I don't know if there's really any. I, I'm sure several places claim to have it today, like you say, but the authenticity is is really tough. Right. The Vatican hasn't said anything is right. They do have a spear housed. I think it's still there. Though yeah. though the... it looks so. From my what I've got is that it, it's. The actual existence and authenticity is disputed. Some experts believe the lance is held in Vienna's imperial treasury, um, but it's—I mean, it's probably—it looks like it's—it's it's likely a, just a medieval artifact. And that's the one that Hitler tried to confiscate. Oh, I don't sure. know if he ever got his hands on it. I could see that. Um, yeah, he was trying to like—I think—raise the dead. Um, supposedly, Constantine. I, I know a lot more about this than <laughs> I should. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> supposedly, Constantine's mother. To try to figure out, was it what? It might have been the lance, or it might have been the crosses that they had, but um, they laid a dead body down. I think it was the crosses. So there were three crosses that she found in Jerusalem, and um, the first two didn't do anything, and then the third one raised the dead. Oh. And so I think that's what, what Hitler was trying to do, was um, just have like a de- dead army. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to get into with John D. Right. <laughs> Later, but... Oh, and I, I actually, I kind of misspoke. So in one of the earliest sources is the Bible, um, the New Testament. Um, it is said sure. in John uh, 19, 31 through 37. Um, uh, instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. So it, it, I, I, that's, I'm, so I'm guessing, yeah, once the... Once Christianity went mainstream in the Roman uh, culture sphere, people were, you know, coming up with a bunch of stuff. And I, j- I just really wonder where Longinus came from. Oh, and, and just to say, too, so it said that Longinus was a centurion, which I, I never knew this. I mean, I've heard that word before. But um, centurion were their commissioned officers in the Roman army. Um, so kind of just kind of like a knight that, you know, they, they had a little bit more going on. Usually you had like you'd have a higher social status. You would lead and train, maintain discipline. And you, so you had to have, have it served in the army for at least 16 years and have like a track record. So it wasn't something simple. And there were only a hundred of them. Yeah. While there were a thousand of the militia. Uh, no, I'm just making I, I can up. see where you were going. Mill, milli. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's something there just like decimation, but that's a little less. There probably than, is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I probably knew it at some point and just. Sure. <laughs> but that I didn't realize that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They'd have to have like officers, but that's how. That's that's what centurions were were that. So um, I thought that was pretty wild. So yeah, it, it, the spear is incredibly important still today, but it, it, its authenticity is is disputed. But it was kind of nice to see because you know when we talked about the Holy Grail, everything came up in like the 10th century for that. You know, it was all during the Arthurian legend um, 
literature flourishing through Europe. So it was really cool to see that this actually had a lot of, it was a lot more based coming specifically from the Bible and then coming as early as the third or fourth century from the gospel of Nicodemus. It's fun. It's fun. The older these things are, the more, you know, the more you get into it. Um, and then of course, just that, that story with Peter Bartholomew just makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's, that's about all I've got. Um, but I don't know if, do you have anything else that you want to add today? Uh, just that I'm infinitely surprised how much stuff I just remembered right, yeah. <laughs> while we were discussing. That. Right, exactly. No, I, I, I love it. Well, um, yeah, I, if, if, if you think we missed anything regarding the Holy Lands, please let us know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, you know, cause the, the Holy Grail, you know, Indiana Jones and all that. I'm trying to think if there was like anything. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The new movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but supposedly um, in that he is looking for the lance at first and then he finds it and it's not real. So then he goes on to this other quest of the dial of destiny oh, or something else. So That's cool. I got to watch that. I wonder yeah. if it's on Disney plus yet. I want to see the yeah. new one. Like I, um, I feel like it's like probably in the dollar theater now. So yeah. I call it that. It's probably the $10. Which is theater, what a dollar's but... worth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I could see that. How do you how do you authenticate that, huh, Andy? What are you doing? I I mean, it probably was supposed to do something. You bring magical a blind guy and Cause that's... rub it on his face, and it just makes him bleed. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> not it. Um, excellent. Well, um, Cammy, thank you for your story. Thank These you. These have been Brian. some really fun episodes lately. Bermuda was really fun. Holy Grail was fantastic. Uh, let us know if you have. And we've got a full month of Halloween coming up. Yes, always fun in October. So if you have any suggestions, let us know. Myth story, all one word, I-E at the end, no S. We're not Irish comedians, but we appreciate them. Get in touch with us if you need anything. Uh, Please rate, review, all that good stuff. And yeah, I think that's about it. All right, Cammie, we will see you guys next time. 